to the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm fucking miserable, and with me as always is... <laughs> D- ditto. And... I'm, I'm rather chipper, to be all honest. All right, so two of us are miserable and you're chipper. I feel oh. pretty good. All right, good. Well, good. good. That's, well, that makes one of us. Yeah, that makes... Yeah. Thanks for listening. Right, See you, you next week. I'm going to carry. I'm going to carry the flag over the goalpost. That's not a good metaphor. That meant nothing. <laughs> If we were playing four over games, the, yeah. no, it's still I can't save it. I'm but, still in a good mood. Yeah, you're uh, we'll be, try. Yeah, you're going to be in charge of make, bringing Chris and I through this. I'll do so. my damnedest. All right. Well, thank you. So be sure to follow us on the social medias. We got the Facebook. We got the Twitters. We got the Instagrams. I'm most excited about the Instagrams. It's very colorful. The Instagrams are super fun. The Twitters are super fun too. I believe it. I just you know I don't have access. And, to these and things. Not, not that I have anything against the Facebooks, but it's just that like the steps I have to take to get to the page in the Facebook. Like today, I'm like I'm gonna go check our Facebook page, and there was a video of like a 59 year old baboon or something that was dying. And then, like, it met its friend. On our was, page? No, no, no. In my, yeah, on our page. No, on the oh, feed. Oh, okay. hey guys, react to this. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Fuck off. Yeah, right to sadness. Who's no. doing this? When I know. You, when you log into Facebook, you gotta, like, terrible. you gotta go into, like, your, your feed mm. real quick. And then I try, I yeah. have, like, a little game of myself where I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking react. But I'm you not, do. And I try to get to the thing, and then there's a video of that, and there was something else, and it was just a bunch of bummer bullshit. And then I got to our page, and I was happy. But anyway. Facebook, like the page. It's always appreciated. <laughs> so enthusiastic. <laughs> like I said, Twitters and Instagrams and all that type of stuff. So, um, We have some reviews to read real quick from our iTunes. So let's get started here from Smurf Bard. Oh, I love that. The Shakespearean Smurf. Smurf. S- no. S-M-U-R-P-H. Smurf Bard. I like oh. that. Wasn't there, wasn't there a, minstre- yeah. a minstrel Smurf? Was there there, a there was, smurf? I think. He, uh, well, some, somebody was playing like a loot or some that's shit. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, slow and steady ride through the, I think it was paranormal, but this is cut off on my phone, so I can't read it. Five-star review. Oh, the mystery continues. So they go on to say, uh, I only started listening recently, but so far I have been incredibly pleased with the format and content. Choosing to go in-depth on lesser-known cryptozoology is definitely a fun and interesting way of presenting the information. Additionally, the guys are just plain funny. Well... Thank well, you. Sweet. Well, we might not this week, we fuckers. Might but <laughs> <laughs> we might not be funny this the week. The dream is week. over. I've already laughed far too much, and I don't like it. I so know. anyway, moving on. Let's cut that out. Yeah, we're going to cut out all of Chris's. I'm going to cut all the laughs from Chris and I. It's, the edit it? It's, it's yeah. edit all the so we'll have a ton of fun, but yeah. we just won't share it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to insert demon noises in the back. <laughs> <laughs> just me and Chris brooding. Okay, great show by Geared Up Kicks. Five-star review. Love the group discussion and setting of the show and how you can tell everyone is friends. Makes the discussion much more, uh, makes the discussion much better. Keep up the great work. Thank Absolutely. And, and we, are, and we will friends. do our best to keep up uh, our friendship and yeah, the good work. Totally, totally. Uh, J.R. Kelly, 14, five-star review. Keeps getting better and better. Been listening for months and can't get enough. Keep up the great work, fellas. So thank you very much. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And I, I actually got a, bunch of messages this week from people that have been listening since like episode one and then they finally just tuned in no they, or, they, they were just like oh hey cool say. you know i just wanted to let you know i've enjoyed it from, from the beginning like two or That's three awesome. different messages so yeah we thank love you. hearing this shit no, for, yeah, the, for the record i mean who wouldn't but yes it's wonderful especially when i'm in a real shitty mood i like getting those emails because i'm like oh yeah somebody i always I, do that too somebody somebody i was like oh, you're a good somebody dude, cares Mark. we're geeks and we're not being beaten up for it because it's not the 80s anymore yeah jesus <laughs> oh i lived through the 80s it was tough all yeah. right yeah we'll get to the 80s in a second here all right, all right. uh <laughs> nerkster awesome five-star review great listening recommended keep up the great work good shit thank well, yeah. you very much uh five-star review from hilarious two three two three awesome i'm actually from yakima Valley myself 
and have never heard of the Hanford Pit. I'm going to have to go check it out. He's conflating those two things. The Hanford like, firing range or whatever it is and the, oh. and Mel's hole. Oh, but that's all gotcha, right because gotcha. it's easy to do. That was a ton of information. But now that you're in there, you, yeah. could, be, you could be our eyes on the ground. If you're near no, if yeah. you're near Mel's hole, man, or you know whatever, dude, go out there and, and get it. Like, I mean, don't get well, too, yeah, don't no, get too I mean, close. But. Listen, don't have your life ruined if it really is a black ops site. But if <laughs> yeah, well, you can yeah. and you can bring yeah. a camera, we would love to see it. Yeah, yeah totally. Run some totally. tests. Uh, okay, Tannis Justice, five-star review, just fun. These guys are loud and foul-mouthed. So oh. true. It's a fun so way to explore true. the paranormal and cryptozoology. Uh, I hope I'm a guest someday. Yeah, if you're ever around, man, hit us up. We are all about having guests on. So, all right, our last review here, truly unique and extremely funny. Five-star review from 340948. Wow. Yeah. That's some okay. THX 1138 yeah. bullshit. So here we go. While I love hearing people discuss the paranormal, I feel that many of the podcasts focus on debunking or defending viewpoints to the point that they feel something more like lectures than conversations. It's refreshing to hear open-minded people discuss and speculate the possibilities, no matter how outlandish, which to me is the most enjoyable part of examining the paranormal. Uh, and have fun with these topics. As a hopeful skeptic in some of these areas, I'm a believer, and I'm a believer in others. I admire that you guys look at the events and issues from every angle, uh, and leave the topic open to the listener to make their own decision. I deeply respect you guys for not being afraid to examine the more bizarre, obscure stories from cryptozoology and ufology, which I find the most interesting. And that, like the great George Norrie and Art Bell, no topic is out of range for you guys. Keep it up. Awesome. That was a great. That was great. great. That was very good. I like the phrase "hopeful skeptic." Yeah, totally. That's because that's. I think that's us, really. I mean, obviously, with varying degrees and and depending on what subject it is, I can be a little passionate in my beliefs. But I I do love that, and that's great. Yeah, it's true, and we love the obscure stuff too. That's why we keep it coming. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, All right. So this week we are covering the Silver Man. That's it. He's a silverman. Silverman. Silver so, so, yeah. so silverman. Just the from Hoboken. I know. Jeez. All right. So kicking it off here in 1978 on a desolate stretch of road housing some of Great Britain's most top secret nuclear facilities, a young service engineer had a terrifying and potentially lethal encounter with a bizarre humanoid entity of unknown origin. One of my favorite rat movies, Whoa. for the record, of Unknown Origin, Peter Weller. I don't know if you guys remember it. I don't, Side I don't. note completely, just a pretty good rat movie. Did you All say right. rat or rap? Rat. Oh, I said a rap, too, at first. I'm like, Peter rap. Weller was in a no, rap could movie? Could you imagine like, Peter Weller in Breaking 3? <laughs> Was this was Robo this like uh, yeah? Was this uh, what the hell was it with uh, was it like the substitute five or whatever? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> now I see like Wesley Snipes like New Jack City. No. It's a great movie. Oh. It actually is a South Thriller of unknown origin. It's just a giant rat lives in a house. Peter Weller's the head of the household, and it's basically a duel of wits between a hyper intelligent rat of Nim and Peter Weller, and it, it cuts down to the wire, and it's pretty intense. Okay, well, it's Weller pre- v rat Robocop. Or post Robocop. It was pre Robocop, I think. Really? I think it was early huh. 80s. All right. And this has nothing to do with the Silver Man, for the record. No, but I just, I, a... When I heard of Unknown Origin, I, even though I wrote it, I was like, oh, yeah, that movie. It was a great movie. All right, so yeah. this one, usually we'll jump right into it. This one requires a smidge of a history lesson. Oh, 
Rob, bring us to class. Take I know, us back in I know. time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, your, I'm gonna be Professor Rob. You're dying, Dory. While Chris is slowly <laughs> expirating. Poor Chris. You should see how I'm holding my mic so I can like shoot away really fast. I, yeah, I noticed last before I cough into thing. it. Yeah, that's cool. It's I, tough. It's you still reco- Chris is recovering oh, from it's the been super like play. Years. There you go. We're just glad he's here. All right, so back to the Silver Man, 1978. What I'm gonna tell you guys about is. Uh, this this region where the events took place. Nuzzled, enjoy that. Nuzzled. Nuzzled in the northeastern corner of Warrington, England, is the unassuming district of Risley, or Risley. I think it's Risley. Following World War II, the region became the site of the headquarters for Great Britain's fledgling nuclear weapons power program and power program known as the Department of Atomic Energy. This would later evolve into the United Kingdom Atomic Energy Authority, that's the UKAEA, which was tasked with the production of nuclear reactors and process plants, as well as bolstering England's nuclear defense program. The area was also the home of the University Research Reactor. The concrete-shielded Argonaut-class reactor, which went online in 1962, was coned by Liverpool and Manchester Universities. These educational institutions primarily utilized the highly enriched uranium metal-fueled reactor for experiments involving neutron activity. Mm. Or activation. I said that wrong. But so basically, the reason I'm painting this picture is this like kind of sort of desolate industrialized patch of land is at least at the time the hub of most of the both top secret and educational nuclear facilities in Great Britain at the time. Okay. This is where our story fundamentally takes place. So on to the case. At approximately 11.30 p.m. on the evening of March 17, 1978, a 39-year-old service engineer, which is basically an industrial machinist, by the name of Ken Edwards, was making the 15-mile journey home to the Warrington Newtown development following a union meeting in Greater Manchester. Everything is so British about that. Mm. By all accounts, Edwards was a straight-laced, hard-working man who was prone to neither flights of fancy nor any particular interest in the paranormal. Nevertheless, as the exhausted Edwards drove down an isolated stretch of road through the mostly derelict industrial district where the Risley Atomic Energy Complex was located, something utterly unbelievable snared his attention. Edwards claimed that he first spied what he thought was, and quote here, man, a man climbing... But he quickly realized that he was looking at a huge humanoid figure lumbering down the steep embankment adjacent to the nuclear facility. Mm, okay. The startled engineer immediately hit the brakes and his and slowed his company van to a halt near the curve of the road, some fifty feet away from the hulking humanoid, which was now partially illuminated by his headlights just off the side of the road. Edward stared in astonishment as this bipedal beast which he would later dub the Silver Man, lurched down the hill with its arms outstretched, utilizing a strange, stiff-legged movement as if he was someone who was born without knee joints. And his arms are out? No. Oh. His arms are not out at the sides. They're out in front of him? Yes. And it's fucking weird. We're going to get there. So he's doing what, the mummy? He was sort of doing the mummy or the Frankenstein. Okay. All right. It is sort of like an intergalactic Frankenstein, but he's got some notable differences. No knee joints. So no knee joints, but he's he's stooped and walking down this really, in this really awkward position, walking down this really steep embankment. So it's it's okay. So the embankment, okay, gotcha. Weird. Okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely. 
Edwards also noticed that this creature assumed an odd stooped posture as it climbed down the hill, a position which he believed would be impossible for a human to emulate without toppling over. This would be confirmed by investigators who inspected the scene and were unable to imitate the thing's gait without falling repeatedly. The fact that the thing was able to stay upright while negotiating a steep hill in such an awkward position have inclined some to wonder if the Silver Man, akin to Apollo astronauts who were able to leap about on the moon, was whether or not he was susceptible to the same laws of gravity as the rest of us. Oh, he's got like the Superman effect? It could be. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> if if he's from a place with much Krypton has, gravity, has much higher gravity. Others have speculated mm. that only a robotic entity mm. could perform this task without collapsing. Just food for thought. Okay. At this <clears throat> point, the eccentric entity, Ooh. you're welcome, paused at the edge of the road and Edwards got his first clear look at it under the glare of his high beams. The anxious engineer estimated that the figure was at least seven feet in height and was either clad in some sort of reflective silver fabric akin to a radiation suit or had a dull metallic epidermis not unlike Alabama's infamous Metal Man of Falkville, which we've talked about in previous pods, obviously. He also claimed that the figure's roundish face was black with no discernible features except for a pair of glowing eyes. Even stranger, Edwards claimed that it had two thin arms that were not attached at the shoulders, but stuck straight out of his pectoral region like a T-Rex. So he's got two long thin arms. What the fuck is happening? They're not tiny like T-Rex, but the illustration he drew... I, what I just pictured, I'm. I, they're just like, like like weird alien nipples. I mean, that's always a possibility. We be, don't understand. They their, could be super giant, weird, extended alien. We don't. Nipples. We don't know their uh, biology. Uh, their, auto, their autonomy. What is it? Autonomy. Anatomy. Anatomy. anatomy? Autonomous <laughs> anatomy. We do not we don't know, know how they're built. Or you know, I mean, oh but God. if he's claiming that their arms and their that's a weird spot for arms. Does that mean having arms? Well, no, I mean chest? it's close to where ours are. It is. Okay, right now, let's take your arms from your chest. How do you live your life? Not with my well, arms coming out of my what tits. What do you do? <laughs> that's how. I mean, that's with as courage a and <laughs> with courage and dignity. <laughs> yeah. Courage and dignity. <laughs> and possible fear. Oh, oh man. My God. All right. All right. So he's kind of got almost like, uh, didn't, like, didn't Krang have arms like that? Remember Krang? Ninja Turtles? From Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Shredder. Remember he had those weird little arms? Little, yeah. Like, yeah. So, but he's got so so basically the drawing is he's got this round head, these pinpoint round glowy eyes. He's got a big ass like normal humanoid body basically, but these like not well not really spindly, thin though thin. So, but he's got like a torso like shoulders, but the arms just aren't on the shoulders. Basically, okay, yes, they're out just of come his... out of his boobies, man yeah. boobs or <laughs> whatever gender boobs it is. That's true. His non-specific gender boobs. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. There we go. All right. We covered all the bases there. No one's going to get offended. We're yeah. good. We're good. Non-specific gender. Boobs. <laughs> the bizarre being trudged into the road directly in front of Edward's vehicle, then abruptly turned to face him, staring into Edward's eyes with his own self-illuminated orbs. And that's when things went from weird to horrifying. Oh, so the thing actually made like contact. In, in a manner of speaking. Okay. Without warning, two pencil-thin, quote-unquote, energy beams of white light shot from the humanoid's eyes directly into Edwards' van. The engineer claimed that as soon as he was struck by these intense ocular beams, he was overcome by a dizzying sensation and that he lost all sense of time. 
Edwards also claimed that the beams exerted some kind of invisible force that had incapacitated him, which he compared to, and this is a quote from Edwards, someone with two enormous hands pressing me down from the top. The pressure was tremendous. It seemed to paralyze me. I could only move my eyes. The rest of me was rigid. Whoa. Stranger still, he claimed that he was overcome with unconventional thoughts rushing through his head. Okay. Unfortunately, we're not going to get much more of an explanation. <laughs> like because, mind oh, crimes? Because he could only... Yeah, rem- I, yeah, my, I, yeah like... <laughs> yeah, right. like really? Is this what Queensryche album's based on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, no, it's the end of Clockwork Orange. He's being fed things. But, but he said he was overcome with unconventional thoughts, but he only remembered one that kept looping over and over in his brain. No, no, Which is... is it? And it's actually something I think we would all ask. Is this something from outer space, and what does it want with me? That's the thought that he kept having? That's the only one he remembered, but he remembered the rest of them being distinctly unconventional. Yeah, because that one you said is fairly conventional. That's, that's, that's is, pretty much what we'd all think of that moment. That's as conventional as you can get. Yeah, but no, apparently he was not just limited to that, just limited to remembering that. So this thing has some sort of laser beam, uh, not necessarily a weapon, but maybe like a... What, al- I, I mean, almost Omega Beams? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, he's kind Except of... Except you don't yeah, go back I in mean, time or whatever. Kind of got dark side Ome- Omega Beams. Huh? A little bit. I mean, it, it's... They're more like, they feel, it seems more like gravity. He's got gravity beams. But it had, yeah, the, it, the, the weird pressure pushing him down. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the physical pressure, but there are other effects okay. that we will get into okay, here. Here we go. A moment later, Edwards regained control of his muscles, but he realized with a sudden jolt of pain that his fingers were throbbing and covered with what looked like sunburnt flesh. Even mm. more disturbing to him was the fact that the circuitry of his pricey radio transceiver had completely burned out during the ordeal. So this... Super hot f- gravity. Yeah, super hot gravity that apparently <laughs> burned his hands. Hot, juicy gravity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is the only kind of gravity I want. But surprisingly, not his face. It burned Just, his hands. Okay. Why, why his hands? Where were his hands? With? His hands, I assume, were on the steering wheel. So and they it, were close. Yeah, steering wheels get hot, with, though, too. So It's true. It maybe okay. it was the parts that were in contact with and the actual the vehicle. The circuitry of his radio was toast? Toast. Completely. Yeah, I feel like he Burned would be out. in worse condition if circuitry got fucked up. You would think. If the heat, yeah, if the heat's like, that high. If it's like screwing up metal, and you just yeah. walked away with some yeah, some red fingertips. You think you got away <laughs> pretty, pretty good, pretty really. Easily, yeah. Jauntily fingers. Well, well, we'll see how that works out. Oh, no. Okay. He's the meat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seared. Yeah, hey, no spoilers. We'll just get right. there when we get there. He's a burger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pure Angus. Ground burger. Ground chuck. When Edwards looked up, he saw that the entity had apparently lost interest in him and was heading straight for the 10-foot-high barbed wire top security fence that surrounded the fire station opposite the nuclear facility. Once it arrived at the fence, the silver man raised its fingerless hands upward again. Yep. Classic, classic mummy fashion. Then lowered its arms and walked directly through the barrier like a cosmic phantasm. Bwahaha. Oh. <laughs> so right. this motherfucker just melts so, right through a chain link fence. You don't give fucks. Lifts right. the okay. arm. The, the, he lifts he the activated, nipples of power. Yeah. He activated something <laughs> yeah. with that maneuver. All right. Something. And lost all molecular density. 
as he's wont to do. Yeah, wasn't did we have a story uh the the the, the robo flowers where they made the molecules smaller or something? Well, that's what the 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 female yeah, uh, the little fine. girl Look at, thought. It's that fine. The molecules began to glow or molecules. Jesus Christ. <laughs> science. <laughs> I just got sciency as fuck. The molecules of the UFO were glowing. So she this thought. thing technically like it adjusted matter. Either its own matter or the or matter, matter of the matter fence. Of the fence. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh God, I know what it is. It's the Solar Surfer. Yeah, well, <gasps> it's it's what is that's it? exactly Nor- what it does. Norn Rad. Rad. It's Norn Rad. That, oh my God, that's exactly the power he, he has. Such a great he character. does have that power. Yeah. All right, we'll save it for okay. the end, guys. All right, save it All for right. Silver Surfer. <laughs> As it quote unquote melted through the fence, that's what he said. It seemed like it looked like to him that he just melted right through it. Okay. So right. it's more like T two sort of, except he doesn't go liquid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. As soon as it melted through the fence, the creepy luminous eyed creature clambered up the hill next to the fire station and disappeared into the woods beyond. Stunned by this entire episode, Edwards claimed that he remained motionless on the roadside for a few minutes in an attempt to compose himself before he threw his vehicle into gear and sped home. Even though the drive should have taken no more than five minutes, upon arriving home, Edwards noticed that the time was 12.30 a.m., nearly an hour later than it ought to have been. So we got some missing time happening here? We got some missing time. All right, good to know. The engineer, and this is interesting because he didn't pursue this, the engineer simply chalked it up to the trauma of 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 this harrowing event making him lose track of time. But it's difficult not to surmise, much like Uncle Mark, that what he experienced was the same missing time phenomenon that is so often associated with alleged alien abduction cases. Hmm. Perhaps Edwards didn't spend the entire span of missing time sitting behind the wheel semi-comatose with shock. Maybe he was in some kind of hyper-technological spacecraft undergoing a notoriously invasive alien examination. But he doesn't remember any of that, does he? No. This is just complete conjecture? I'll keep reading. Okay. If that were if that were the case, either Edwards had no recollection of the event, as most do not until they these lost memories are reclaimed through hypnosis, as yeah. dubious as that is, or he simply refused to publicly speak about it. Although some researchers have claimed that he was haunted by thoughts of abduction mm. in the years that followed. So okay. There's some implication, though I haven't found a lot of direct evidence, just people referring to the thought that he had a kind of a haunting sensation. It would kind of make sense if this thing is an extraterrestrial. We, we just don't mm. know because he wasn't hypnotized, even though we all agree that's a fairly dubious way to fish for information. But the fact that he's missing basically 55 minutes of time, give or take, it's significant. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not Edwards had any additional alien contact that <clears throat> evening, when he finally arrived home, Barbara, his wife, I'm sorry, Barbara, immediately knew that something was terribly wrong. Just before she could read him the riot act for being so late, Barbara watched as her pale husband walked past her directly to the liquor cabinet to pour himself a shot of whiskey. The trembling Edwards threw back the liquor, hoping that the liquid fire would calm his jittery nerves, then turned to his apprehensive wife and simply stated, I've seen a silver man. Whoa. Just imagine that. A silver man. Somebody just comes in, throws back shot. I've seen a, a silver, silver man. Yeah, <laughs> like ser- like deadpan, not yeah, like just yeah. like uh. And yeah, yep. Edwards fixed himself another drink and told his wife about his run-in with the inexplicable, shimmering-eyed fiend. She claimed that she wasn't sure how to react to the story, stating he had been very badly shaken, <clears throat> and I don't know what to make of it. I would have to see it myself to really believe it, but he saw something very strange, I know. So maybe not the 
glowing endorsement of faith you want from your wife. But at least it was sympathetic. Well, you know, but how long have they been married? I mean, how well do they get along? Yeah, was it like Andy Cap? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the dole, beating each other yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, I she's just like, know. you know what? He's probably cheating on me. He's claiming he saw some shit. Um, I don't know. He seems pretty shaken up. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they had a great loving You're marriage. You're right. I can't I can't prejudge Barbara's reaction. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's the victim. Wow. Maybe she's the silver man. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. There you go. And right. case closed. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Barb. Great pot. See you next week. <laughs> Later that night, Edwards was getting ready for bed when he abruptly stopped and began putting his clothes back on. He knew that he would have to set his fear of ridicule aside and report this abnormal event, especially considering that it had happened in such close proximity to an atomic reactor. Anxious and feeling the effects of the whiskey, Edward said to his wife, I think you'd better... I think I'd better go to the police. Will you take me? Barbara, of course, complied and drove her husband to the police station at Padgate, which was located less than two miles from their home. The police constables on duty, including officers Roy Kirkpatrick and Mm. Rob Thompson, were understandably skeptical, but rapidly realized that Edwards was genuinely scared. It was then that they began to take his admittedly unbelievable account very seriously. After some convincing, the uneasy Edwards agreed to accompany the officers back to the scene of the encounter, where they met up with a team of 20 baton-armed UKAEA security guards. That's the United Kingdom Atomic Energy Authority. So the guards that were there to deal with that were on hand, plus the cops, plus Edwards at this point. All right, that's a pretty big posse. Yeah, it actually is. Batons in hand. Well, I mean, if if there's... an infiltration of you know some of your key nuclear research facilities get the baton team on it absolutely (laughs) it bears mentioning that one of the men on the scene later stated that when the uk aea security team was told of edward's strange sighting none of the men so much as offered a smirk is this because they were stone cold professionals or could it be that they were familiar with this peculiar night caller i don't know Mm. Unfortunately, the search party found no sign of the creature, nor any indication that the fence had been tampered with. But the UKAEA men all refused to enter the forest where Edwards had seen the physics-defying figure vanish. The baton guys don't want to go into no. the woods? There's 20 of them. They only got batons. Maybe they know. Maybe they know that this is something you don't trifle with. It's true. They've heard the stories, probably. They have. It's true. I shouldn't judge them for this. No. Courage. Yes. It takes a lot of courage when you're dealing with the Silverman. Above all. All right. It wouldn't wouldn't be until well after four in the morning that the traumatized engineer would arrive home and attempt to get a few restless hours of sleep. His insomnia would last for days. A few hours later, Edwards rolled out of bed and noticed that his manual watch had stopped at 11.45 p.m., which is presumably when he and his van were immersed in the entity's eye beams. He later claimed that all attempts that were made to repair the watch were for naught. Edwards then realized that the sunburned fingers on his right hand were scarring with three dark striations that ran the entire length of his fingers. These strange marks faded within three weeks. Edwards felt that this was particularly odd as he was not prone to getting sunburned or having any other type of dermatological ailments. Almost as bizarre as his enigmatic nighttime sunburn was the effects the allegedly alien energy beams had on Edward's transceiver. The expensive device was the property of his employer and was necessary for his work as a service engineer. So when Edwards discovered that it wasn't working, he immediately took it in for repairs. 
According to UFO investigators Jenny Randalls and Paul Wetnall, who studied the event thoroughly, it took the better part of three weeks before the engineer discovered that the damage was too prolific to be repaired. He also discovered that the probable cause of the damage was, according to Randalls, a massive power surge through which a massive power surge through the set which had burned out the whole of the transmitting diode circuit and most of the capacitors. The service repairman who had performed the diagnostic on the device surmised that the damage was likely the result of a substantial surge being picked up by the aerial and blowing its circuitry apart, which would seem to coincide with, Ed with Edward's account. Hmm. Okay. So he said this got hit by a huge burst of energy. Right. Maybe he assumed it was a lightning strike or something. Yeah. But so whatever this was um, coming out of the creature's eyes clearly got picked up by the antenna, channeled through... The radio. Right into the circuitry and blew it. Okay. Yeah, so whatever the hell it was. It surged and, and toasted it. I mean, everything's toast. All right. In the days following this affair, both police officers and independent investigators combed the location looking for any sort of clue that might indicate what the Silver Man was and where it had come from. But only two things of note were discovered at the scene. The first was an oval-shaped patch of flattened grass atop the embankment that the being had descended initially, which many feel might be an indication of a landing site. The second peculiar thing found by the investigators was the dead body of a rabbit that had no evident injuries. While this poor bunny may be completely unrelated to the Risley event, there are some who have speculated that it might have been a perhaps unintentional collateral victim of the Silver Man's energy beam. Oh, dude, Peter Rabbit, R.I.P. Yeah, no doubt. Others surmised that the pitiable critter, critter had just been scared to death. The carcass, however, was left to rot, making this all wild conjecture at best. Mm. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't mm. take and test it. Right. The police pursued the investigation for days and even tried surprising Edwards by showing him a man in a silver fire retardant suit. But Edwards was nonplussed and insisted that it looked nothing like it. It, would, it wouldn't be long before the police would discard the inquiry altogether and dismiss the whole thing as... Just one of those odd incidents that happen from time to time. Wow. That is just absurd. I, I, what else do you do? I know. I mean, you have to. It's such a British way to dismiss it. Just one of those <laughs> odd happenstances. You know, <laughs> over there. <laughs> In the books now. In the books. Move along. Indeed. Yeah, well, I, I mean, what do you do if you, if, if you have nothing to go off of and you've run your test and you've not buried the rabbit? You got to be like, I'll tell you, dude, it shit ha it's, it's, literally could, shit happens. Literally, the weirdest shit just happened. Yeah, okay. So all you right. think that maybe this is all done. Yeah. You'd be wrong. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, man. At about midnight on Thursday, March 23rd, 1978, a mere six days after his frightening run-in with the unknown... Edwards once again found himself at the site of the event, this time with a man who is identified only as a freelance UFO investigator from Leeds. That's pretty rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a freelance UFO investigator. That, that's the card you want. That is, man. Edwards claimed that for a second time he felt himself being overcome by the disturbing mental and physical sensations that had flooded him during his staring match with the Silver Man. As he's with the investigator there. Yeah. Really? Whoa. Fighting a nearly overwhelming urge to immediately leave the scene, Edwards checked his fear and forced himself to get out of the vehicle and began walking up the embankment with the man from Leeds. Once they reached the top, he and the investigator went their separate ways, and that's when Edwards noticed the silver man standing in the distance. 
as quoted from Randall's and Wetnall's article on the case, it was then in the distance that he saw the figure again atop the wasteland and walking away from him. The wasteland. The wasteland. wasteland. Now it's suddenly like fucking road warrior apocalyptic. Yeah. Dust fucking swirls and yeah. fucking charred yeah, not what I pictured in, in, in my head. It probably just mean an empty expanse, but still, it's fucking funny. Who runs Barter Town? Yeah, indeed. UFO researcher freelance <laughs> ufo researchers from leeds it was at this point that the gr- grotesque apparition vanished never to be seen again the courage that had, inspi- that had inspired edwards to accompany the investigator to the top of the hill evaporated and he rushed down the slope and sped home evidently leaving the leeds fellow behind yeah so okay he oh hit, my god he just, him, he just bailed <laughs> yeah he bailed on completely so they get to the top of this thing, him and the dude, they split off. He sees it, and then he's just like, I'm fucking out. And he leaves the dude there. Like He didn't like tell the guy, like, yo, I see it. Like, I, You know, I don't. Apparently not. I don't think so. Well, I, I think he I, I just left. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I, I'd assume that's it's got to be a very frightening situation. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to be abject terror. Especially if you're the guy from Leeds where you're like, oh, hello, where did he go? And he's just gone. Oh, if <laughs> I was, like, oh. as, as, as yeah, someone who was like, aspired to freelance ufology mm-hmm. in, in his life, if somebody left me the fuck behind after allegedly seeing something that was possibly I destructive. If, if he Is he the dude's ride? Yeah, I oh, think so. Oh, man, just bailed. That's a dick move. <laughs> well... Fear makes a man do many a thing. Let's just hope they went in separate vehicles and let's not judge Edwards too harshly. Okay. The next strange incident occurred on April 2nd, 1978, but did not involve an actual sighting, at least on the part of Edwards. According to Edwards, he and his wife were driving home along the usual route that took them past the nuclear power plant at about 2 a.m. following a day trip to Yorkshire when he was suddenly overcome by that same disquieting feeling that had gripped him twice before. For reasons he was unable to explain, Edwards felt compelled to bring his vehicle to a halt at the location of the first sighting. He then climbed out of the vehicle and stood in the center of the road where he claimed a sensa- the sensations only increased in, in-, in intensity. Suddenly he blacked out, collapsing in the middle of the road. Before Barbara could get out of the car, her husband came to, got to his feet, and scrambled back to the van. His wife drove them home at breakneck speed. It was then that the engineer understandably pledged to his wife that he would never travel by that road again, no matter how far out of his way he had to go. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, I don't know what you're Jesus. doing anyway. Yeah, why is this guy Is this the back? only road in town? Like, I don't. I, I think I would have just made that my big plan after the first encounter. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Okay. Okay. The final weird incident in the Risley ordeal happened in the wee hours of April 12th, 1978. Edwards claimed that he had been awoken in the middle of the night by a subsonic electrical hum that seemed to fill his house. He climbed out of bed, careful not to disturb his wife, and began searching for the source of the strange sound. The engineer assumed that something mechanical had been left on, but when he found nothing running, he decided to check outside. According to Edwards, the sound only increased in volume as soon as... I'm sorry. According to Edwards, the sound increased in volume as soon as he opened the window, but he could still see nothing. A few days later, it was discovered that two residents of Risley had also heard the hum, and when they looked skyward, they realized it was emanating from an oval red UFO. While there's no direct correlation between the UFO and the Silver Man, it's difficult not to at least make a circumstantial connection. I mean, the fact that Edwards heard it too, I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of weird shit going on here. Right. And, And it goes beyond this. UFO researchers would later discover... 
that on the same night as Edward's first encounter, four unidentified youths claimed to have spotted a cigar-shaped craft floating over the university research reactor area. The flap included eight other confirmed sightings in the weeks preceding the Risley event. So they were in the thick of a UFO flap. You've got red yeah. glowing orbs. You've got cigar-shaped things. It's interesting. But you can't necessarily 100% say that it's Silverman related, but it's really hard not to want to leap to that conclusion. Right. All right. <clears throat> Constables Thompson and Kirkpatrick decided to pursue other lines of inquiry and interrogated students from nearby universities to see if all of this might have been a hoax. Mm, the children. Could you imagine? Playing games. In response to the suggestion that he might have been the victim of some overeager college pranksters, Edwards responded... Angrily, I wish they could tell me how they did it, how they blew up my radio and walked through a fence. Some stunt. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Just imagine how pissed he when he says that. Oh. Yeah. oh, blow up my radio, walk through a fence. Hit me with eye beams, cause a bunch of pressure, lose a bunch of time. How'd you do it? Good job, kids. Yeah, there oh. you go. Good job. Yipper snappers. You're done good. <laughs> Goddamn kids. An interesting side note to these events came when Randall's and UFO investigator Peter Howe exposed the fact that what they termed as unusual experiments were being carried out in an atomic energy authority building adjacent to where the Silver Man was seen. Whoa. While there is no way to know, one almost can't help but to wonder if there's a chance that the unusual experiments which Randall's and Howe claimed were being conducted at one of the UK AEA nuclear facilities might have been akin to the fictional experiment to create interdimensional portal that went so horribly awry in Stephen King's 1980 novella, The Mist. Uh, no, always, or Howard the Duck. Or the Philadelphia Experiment, Just which is allegedly true, but also a pretty decent Michael Parade film from the 80s. That's Howard the Duck, man. Howard the Duck, you know, I don't hate it as much as a lot Same, of people do. interdimensional duck. And uh, they had, like, Lovecraftian monsters at the end. Yeah. Oh, the movie's horrible. It's I fucking a, know no, it is. No, yes, it is. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Whatever. A lot of interspecies sex, though, at the end there. Didn't so want to bring hot. it up, but thanks for going there. Yeah, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> it's in there. You hot, can't ignore it. Hot duck on Back to the Future Mom Love. <laughs> Could okay. these unidentified atomic scientists been working on one of the universities or other clandestine agencies... Uh, payroll to open a rift between our world and one with being so bizarre that they would stretch the limits of our terrestrial imaginations. Could this shambling silver-clad entity be, in reality, a refugee from a parallel dimension? Refugee. A refugee. You don't have to live like a or refugee. Or a dictator. Or a dictator. Uh, you like to throw those yeah. in there, too. Yeah, you know, it could be, it could be anything. Yeah. Tantalizing as this theory may be, what the nature of these experiments was and who might have, conducting, and who might have conducted them has, unfortunately never been and likely never will be revealed. It goes without saying that as soon as the police released the information regarding Edward's eerie encounter to the local Warrington Guardian, the press descended on him and his wife like sharks in chum-infested waters. In no time at all, headlines and newspapers across Great Britain were ablaze with headlines that ranged from the Sunday people's almost tame close encounter as Ken meets a monster to the Sunday Post's <laughs> playfully derisive Silver Giant Beams Light Fantastic to the news of the world's outright ridiculous Ken and the Flasher from Outer Space. Wow. Yeah. Taking liberties of the headlines here, Just people. Flasher. Yeah. What would the New York Post say? Indeed. 
Within days, the Edwards' modest home became a media mecca. Their lawn swarmed with reporters, amateur ufologists, curiosity seekers, and most disturbingly, disciples of the Aetherius Society. What? Oh, man. Members of this cult claimed to channel messages from extraterrestrials and believed that Edwards had been chosen by God to see this alien emissary. Yeah. What? Well, it's clear. Okay. All right. That is true. He's a chosen prophet. The evidence is there. Yeah. It's okay. science. All right. Even worse <laughs> than the true believers were the throngs of skeptics who flocked to the Edwards property and publicly decried him as either a charlatan or a lunatic. That's just rude. Yeah. No, they're being dicks. You can dicks. rid the guy's story not believing. You don't got to run up on the guy and just be like, you're a piece of shit. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. That's he wasn't silver. He yeah. was pewter at best. Just fucking dickheads. Edwards' neighbors confirmed that the brouhaha had grown so intense that the Edwards were forced to cancel their vacation plans and go into hiding. Oh, see? What? But Come as on. disturbing Garbo. as all the, public, all the public ridicule and media uproar was, the worst was far from over for poor Ken Edwards. What the fuck? Yeah. This is like the story is, of fucking he, Joe. He's burger, isn't he? he yeah. I, with, with, yeah. He uh -oh. sees the meat. He's thrice meat. Within a year of his now infamous sighting, just as his life was starting to return to normal, Edwards became unexpectedly <clears throat> ill. He experienced a loss of energy and suffered from severe stomach pains, and after a battery test, a battery of tests, he was diagnosed with cancer of the kidneys. Oh, that fucking sucks. Dude. Yeah. Fucking Kenny Ed, what's going on? Edwards underwent major surgery to remove the cancer, but within a few months, the insidious cells had reappeared in his throat. Within five years of his encounter with the Silver Man, Ken Edwards had tragically succumbed to the horrible disease. Randalls, one of the most prolific investig investigators of this event, publicly wondered whether or not the Silver Man's optical discharge might have mutated Edwards' once healthy cells, writing, The after effects of this event were dramatic, perhaps even tragic. I would say there's nothing perhaps about it. Hmm. As for Ken, over the next five years, he began to develop multiple cancers while still in his late 30s. He died from what may or may not be related injuries. How could you have ever proven that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, but the fact that he got burns and, you know, I mean, yeah, sunburns, I mean, you know, go to melanomas pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, if there, who knows what was in this beam? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on this note, and I think this is interesting. A few years after I wrote the first article about the Silver Man, which is what I called this from, I was contacted by Stephen Hopper, a man claiming to be Ken Edwards' nephew. Whoa, we have a direct line to this? Yeah. Okay, all right, now, bring I, it home, I, Bobby. He, he has not um, yet responded to uh, my, my calls back, but I'm... I'm doing my best because what he has to say is very interesting okay so we have a direct line from this sighting to this dude's nephew yes okay. or, or maybe honorary nephew it might have been one of those titles that you confer upon like a good friend of the family right. like uncle chris and uncle rob okay. to your kids kind of all thing all right here we all go right, so this is what this is the first message he sent to me i'm going to read it verbatim uncle ken as i called him as a child never changed his story and these incidents profoundly affected him for the rest of his life ken was never the same again he became a particularly nasty shade of yellow and died a horrible death. Ooh. Now this is where, and that's, the, that's sorrowful, of course, but this is where things get really interesting. Years later, I met a colleague of his, Mr. Lewis, who claims to have been with him at the time and confirmed everything Ken had said to me. He confirmed that it was true. Even my dad, his friend, 
thought he had gone Lala. So I'm glad to put the record straight. So this Mr. Um, Hopper. Or his... Lewis. Yeah, You're talking Mr. Lewis. So Mr. Lewis was during the abduction events? So here's what I... This is the this is what I've sent out and what I, I hope very much to get a response to. Okay. I don't know if what he's saying is that Mr. Lewis was friends with Edwards during this period and can confirm that he truly claimed this really happened and that he went through hell, obviously, with the press and the onlookers <clears throat> and then, worst of all, cancer. Or if he's literally saying that Lewis was in the car with him when it happened and that maybe he just did not want to be associated with it, so Edwards covered up for him. Okay. Now, if that's the case, I desperately want to talk to this Mr. Lewis, which I don't know if that's a pseudonym or not. I right. feel like he's probably talking about the former, the first I, one. I do, too. I agree with Chris. I do think he's probably saying that he was friends with Edwards at the time and <laughs> yes. he can confirm that he went through all, all this hell. Yeah. Right. But, but on the one in a billion chance... That there was somebody that might still be alive that actually saw the Silver Man. I mean, that that would be gold. Yeah, totally. I, I totally. so I'm hoping. But either way, I want to talk to to Hopper more extensively and maybe find some stories that he might be able to relate that weren't related in the public record, which is where obviously most of this, all of this, was called from. Yeah. So that basically wraps it up. It, this poor bastard saw something. It was a terrible shock to his system. He got lambasted in the press. The cops were slightly sympathetic, but very skeptical. Cultists are adoring him. Fucking people are ruining his lawn. And then he gets a horrible, horrible disease and dies. I mean, it almost Ooh. makes you think that the fucking sheriff from Falkville won the fucking lottery by comparison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus, I know. Jesus. Um, how, do you, how do you start to break this down? Well, here's, here's the things... Most people obviously think it's an extraterrestrial. Okay. The UFO right. sightings, I mean, the, the cigar-shaped craft, yeah, the, right, the yeah, red that's... object with the electrical humming, right. the flattened oval, which doesn't necessarily, I mean, there's no way to know that it was yeah, caused by the pressure a... of a UFO, but it, it does seem to be okay. like what a lot of trace cases are. Um, so most people, right out the gate, assume it's the alien. Now, if it is, just for the sake of shits and giggles to say it is, would you guys think... It's an automaton or a biological extraterrestrial. It's just there's no way. No way to know. I think it's probably robotic. A, we don't have Earthlings on Mars, but we got fucking robots on Mars. Right, it's easier right, to send right. robots. The way this thing seemed to be moving at a stooped angle with these weird protrusions coming out of his chest. Now, who knows what alien biology is like? I'm not saying that it can't be biological. Right. But right. but it really seems to me like, like if robots can do really crazy shit so you're that seemed to it, defy it's, laws it's of like physics. It's like their version of like a like the Mars rover, basically. Po oh, possibly. Right. If it is an extraterrestrial, it would make sense to send robots. That's the first thing well, we're going to yeah. send everywhere. Yeah, I guess well, for is, us, though. There's I mean, nothing... Yeah, well, we're dainty little flesh bags that die at the first hint of too yeah. much heat, not enough oxygen. Of course, it could have been, been a thing in a thing. It could have been right. a suit, too. I mean, what he described, I mean, he, they talked about the silver, like, maybe being an epidermis and the black yeah. being his face, but that could very well have been a protective but mask and a suit. He didn't see anything or give any indication that it was biological. Yes, but there's no real indication that it's anything robotic either. I mean, that's that's a leaning I have, but it doesn't right. mean that I'm 100% committed to it. Well, I'm or not Or could it have been a human-made robot, a super-advanced weapon. Could have been. You know, I mean, 78, the thick of the Cold War. 
I feel like they would have engineered something a little bit better, something with knees. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So I'm, if I, it was made for by I'm not sure the lack why, of knees and shitty arms don't yeah. really seem very efficient. Why did why was it all silver except they had a, a, black, a black face, face and just yeah. some eyes? It's like basically a bowling ball atop a fucking I, I guess a weird robo body with super nipples. It's just fucking strange. Here's something that fuck that occurred to me when I was doing the research was originally. It's like while there is no indication that there was ever a uh, a UFO crash at, at, at Risley or anything like that. Maybe sometime in prehistory, something went down, and I know it's the Scooby-Doo lover in me, but maybe it's a space ghost. It's a dead alien that can walk through fucking fences, that isn't enslaved space to gravity. Space apparition. Space. It, yeah, it, it, cra- it crashed uh, during like the Neolithic it's a, era. It's maybe a, space a cult specter? got started. A space specter. But apparently, though, a galactic ghost. But it's got all those powers to affect things, like. Beams and stuff. I don't stuff. know how alien ghosts work. Shit. I do, and I'm saying that's just not <laughs> possible. Listen, I know it's bullshit. It's absolutely absurd. I just love the idea that it could be a combination of extraterrestrial yeah. and phantasm. And a ghost. Just yeah, because. it's cool. Who, I mean, you don't really no, deal with that really event horizon yeah. in a few movies, but for the most part, no one broaches um, the two. No. But there, there was apparently some type of what unidentified tests happening yeah that's well, the other thing yeah which, but they're not confirmed so you can't really this is why this is going to get a second thing I, I i think i would i would like to uh talk to randall's or how or what right. and all if, if if any of them are still alive i'm gonna i'm gonna start putting feelers out because if there's any chance of finding out more from Stephen Hopper or maybe this mysterious Mr. Lewis or these UFO investigators, because it was Randall's and Howe that first said something that one of the buildings uh, had scientists that were conducting an unusual experiment. And the quote is literally just that unusual, yeah, unusual experiment. But yeah. there's nothing else about that. No. So, you don't so, know. Okay. so I mean, I mean, of right. course, I started pissing in the wind and talking about the mist. But really, there's no reason <laughs> to assume it's an interdimensional portal or anything. Right. Yeah. But who knows? Well, I mean. I, I that, 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 your imagination wants to go. Is it like a Frankenstein like robot that's designed to go in nuclear reactors? Just cause, well, that's because the could, word he picked in that yeah, sense. Exactly, yeah. but it could yeah. have been it could have been any number of things. Does it have anything to do with it? If it doesn't, why would they even bring it up? Right. Or do they think maybe extraterrestrials for some reason are interested in these experiments because the people are ufologists are constantly talking about and with good reason I think because of the evidence. Uh, how interested UFOs seem to be in nuclear power sites and in, in nuclear missile silos and how they've like incapacitated them in the past or, or even triggered the launching mechanism, thankfully stopping it before they went off. There's lots of cases where they seem to be very intrigued by our nuclear capabilities. So could this be an alien spy that can walk through literally fences and walls trying to figure out what the fuck is going on at Risley back in 78? But it, yeah. went, it was going into the fence into a, not the nuclear facility, though, right? There was like a firehouse or something? No, it was walking. You're right. It was walking it, across the way. So it, maybe it just likes fire trucks. Yeah, maybe it was misinterpreting <laughs> everything. It's like, dude, I just want to see what that sweet ride is. <laughs> maybe he's like a seven-year-old kid. Can you ring the kid. bell? Can you please ring the bell? Um, I guess nothing indicates besides robotic to us will be what would be robotic movement that whether yeah, the it's jerky no bendy of yeah. course it feels like that it, it, fe- it feels robotic but is, is that really 
that's our take on what's robotic. Absolutely. It really... It's our take on 20th century early science yeah. fiction shitty robot. Yeah, robotics. but is that really, could, could that really be considered? But then again, like you said, there's nothing to say that it's biological. It's just kind of there. There's nothing to say that it's... Either or. Okay. Uh, not interdimensional. Um, sure. I mean, but the, the, the space so, of UFOs, though, is Yeah, is that market. makes it, no, that definitely puts a, a, a little mark on it that people did. But nobody else witnessed a silver man... He witnessed it what twice? Twice. Twice. Okay. Um, but nobody else witnessed it. But there was UFOs in the area at the time, which is interesting. Yes. Because we have to, and they were seen by everyone. It seems except Edwards. He never yeah, saw he the UFO. He heard yeah. the harm and he opened up the window and it heard it louder. Um, but he didn't go out and check. Other people later claimed that there was a you know a red object hovering yeah. in the sky. Right. Right. Um, so I guess on the skeptical hoaxer side, um, not really any reason for him to hoax this. No. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, Absolutely he obviously not. didn't get anything out of it. No, he was not. And, and, he, and he got a lot of uh, Some stories negative. that we cover, like you can kind of see the angle where like, okay, this person is a crazy person. They're making this up. But then other stuff, you just kind of... The way the story unfolds, you're like, you have nothing to gain from this. Let's let's like, break down what he did first off. He didn't call the media. He didn't, you no, know, he didn't all, inform yeah. the press. He went to the police, and you know what? That's he was afraid of the ridicule. I mean, it, it was stated that he didn't want to go at first. He wasn't going to do it, and then finally, he's like, "All right, Barb, you got to drive me to the police station." Why? Well, because there's an anomalous fucking entity walking through, you know, a, a, a reactor, top secret nuclear yeah. facility. Like I've gotten. Messages from other people saying, like, I had an aunt that worked there. She was just a chef, and she was sworn to secrecy under penalty of la la la. Really? Imagine anything she saw, and she was just cooking there. So this oh, wasn't not to do with the silver man, but no, just no, oh, just right. just working right. in these facilities. So this was, you know, I mean, if this is like the hub of their nuclear defense sure, as well yeah. as their nuclear yeah. power, okay. on top of the place where you know Liverpool and Manchester are doing whatever experiments they are with neutrons. Right. I mean, this place is probably a hub of a lot of top secret activity. But so this guy, he was rightfully concerned. I mean, he was yeah. educated enough to be a machinist, and he was he saw a weird thing. Yeah. In this nuclear hub. Yep. So that's the first thing. Secondly, he never attempted to capitalize on anything I've read. He never tried to sell a story to TV no. or a book. In fact, if anything, he loathed the attention that he got due to this. Right. Yeah. And and it was all almost exclusively negative. Hmm. You know. And so whatever interaction he had with this unknown being ultimately possibly could have led to his death. That's as that's far the as suggestion. The, as far as the exposure to these energy beams, but now he. It's in, what's interesting though is that when the person there said that he turned yellow, yeah, jaundice. Yeah, like his like his like I liver wonder, shut is down that, or something. Is, is yeah, that something be. that happens with radiation sickness, or is that something that happens often with cancer? I know with liver failure. It yeah, does. well, yeah, you get jaundice if his liver is failing. Then yeah, that's, I, mean, right. I mean, is it that? I, I don't know with kidneys. I'm not sure how kidneys work. Well, you would go yellow if something happens to your kidneys. Absolutely. Isn't that how you get jaundice with kidney failure? No, it's liver. Because your you... liver produces too much bilirubin or <coughs> underproduces bilirubin. One of the two. I, thought, I thought something about dialysis and turning yellow, though. None of I, us are experts. I mean, we're not doctors, but yellow is the things that happen yeah. to one of those organs. Yeah. When it, it yeah so, well, this poor guy how was some sort of fucked. He's obviously being ripped, uh, torn apart by cancer. Okay, so what are the odds that being... If, there was some sort of radiation incident, mm -hmm. and the dude was just doing a radiation suit. 
and what he thinks he saw isn't really what he saw, but kind of what he saw. So it's a guy in a silver radiation Trying to take suit. care of some shit, and the dude was just in the zone. And then that's how he got exposed he got radiation to radiation, burns. and then that's how he got cancer from it. God damn it, Chris. Fucking genius, you son of a bitch! I, really, but I, I agree. That, 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 I, agree. I mean, there's a lot of other bullshit. No, listen, that would work. That would work. Listen, though. I agree that Chris is a genius, but the the beef with this is if you're going yeah, to take beef. anything he says with with <laughs> with with any bit of veracity and more than a grain of salt, then you have the fact that all right, so this guy is armless or his arms are stuffed oh, just in a I mean, suit. There's a right. lot of other that he shoots beams through his eyes right. that are able to burn his hands. And yeah. that he can fucking melt through a fence, right? Like, like if if he just saw a guy in a silver suit walking Does, by um, and, and had like lights on his helmet or something, and and then he got sick of cancer soon after, I'd be like, yeah. No, no I'm saying this it's is like some fucked up he shit. He's already being irradiated, so that maybe kind of like fucking him fucking up. up his That's perceptions. what I'm saying. Yes, sort of. Like, so he saw some things, and some things aren't really what was you know, there. I don't know the first thing I about what happens with radiation poisoning. I mean, I've seen, you know, the, all the horrible threads in the day after stuff, but that still doesn't make me educated in this. Me I either. I don't know if hallucinating is one of the first things you do when you're exposed to radiation. I don't know. I'm I looking guess. up right now, actually. Okay, because that, no that would be, if that's the case, then he could have just been caught in, a, in an accident that they did their best to cover up. But I suppose it's up. still going to be in how much you're exposed. How I mean, I'm assuming it affects everyone different, sort of. And also but. you would assume more than him would be affected if there was an actual nuclear accident accident like a three mile island type thing or certainly not chernobyl level but if <clears throat> even if it was a minor accident if it was enough to give one guy in his van who's right. just stopping there for a few minutes cancer then it would almost certainly be enough to give everyone living just outside that region region some sort of illness you'd think possibly yeah yeah i mean I, I can dig it. I can dig that would be an interesting skeptic's perspective. But at this point, I think I've still got to think it's something anomalous because even though I don't know what, I don't know if it's an alien or a weird fucking robot or, or who knows, but it seems like it's something bizarre and not with a natural explanation just because of how it looked. What it did with the eye yeah. beams, and then certainly what it did while well, it I'm melted not, I'm not through even, a fence. I mean, that whatever it could be, any number of twists in that narrative that I Absolutely. said. Absolutely. No, I'm just but saying I'm that's why I lean as away a re- from it. As a real world, that's really an only kind of explanation you can really have. That's true. It certainly can't be a prank. That has to be just outruled. Either the guy is lying. Yeah. Horrible case of the diabetes. And just totally tripped his way through there's, this. Uh, there's yeah. nothing for like hallucinating as far as uh, radiation exposure or like radiation sickness. There's nothing for hallucinating. There's a ton of obviously terrible side effects. But yeah. Nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, headache, yeah. fever, dizziness, and disorientation, no weakness and fatigue, well, disorientation, loss, bloody vomit in stools, infections, poor wound healing, low blood pressure. Well, here's the other thing. He didn't Bummer. have any other obvious signs of radiation poisoning. His fingers yeah. were burned, right. and he had those uh, dark marks running the length of his fingers for three weeks. Right. Yeah. But he didn't have the black stools, the nausea, the hair loss, no. all the other you know earmarks of radiation no, but, uh, poisoning. But, Chris's real world application to this, I think, makes sense. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's what it 
but is no, not at all. But just as far as a way to possibly explain what it might be tied the to, the only bridge is that the sense. radiation came from the Silver Man. Right, exactly. So regardless if it's a dude from some sort of fallout, which like you said, you would suspect if the fallout was that bad that there would be some sort of like uh, further contamination of the area. I mean, he just lived five minutes away. So there are more residents You know what's weird around. too, though, is that every time this guy comes back to the spot, He's experiencing the same symptoms. Like a flashback that engages exactly. him instantly. Unless there's something at that area that he's sensitive to. Well, is it a psychic rapport with the creature? Yeah, or is it something more physical? Like, you think he gets there, he starts feeling the physical effects, and that makes his mind start to race, so he thinks he's having a psychological sort of connection that's really not manifest. Maybe. I, I mean, know. it's a possibility. Listen, yeah. I, I've no, had panic attacks true. in my life and I've been in places where I've had panic attacks, especially when I was much younger and being in that same place Here's started triggering attack. those yeah, feelings totally. yeah. and then your mind starts racing. I can yeah, see totally. some logic in that. Yeah. It just doesn't explain any of the things he saw or the physical reactions or even or certainly not the cancer right and here's the other thing too if this thing is radioactive and he's in this region even though it is worth noting that he walked down the hill next to the nuclear facility through the fence at the firehouse and then up into the woods so apparently this is a forest inspecting creature Mm -hmm. but does he like crave the energy is it like one of those things where you know like you used to say about Godzilla, like he, you know, hungers for the nuclear energy and, you yeah. know, oh, goes so to these is places. this thing powered oh. by the nuclear energy? Did like, he land like nearby yeah. to get the juice and that therefore that is radioactive? Would, I mean, sort of to Chris's point, that in, in that case could definitely cause some uh, adverse reactions with Mr. Ken Edwards. And would he, would he have gotten that way just by being in proximity of this creature, or was it distinctly the I-beams, whatever the fuck energy yeah, that was? Yeah, the I-beams seem to be the... Uh... That blew up his fucking transceiver, his fucking CB radio, and, and burned his hands and yeah. possibly <clears throat> fucking fucked his life. Okay, um... Well... Yeah, so we yeah, don't yeah, fucking know. super weird. Super, Here, here's the, here's super the last weird. thing I'll say about believing Edwards. <laughs> if it was a hoax, I'm not saying everybody has a deathbed confession, but a lot of people do. And yeah, yeah, if yeah, yeah. this was all just some bullshit, you would you would think that he would not want to fucking die with a lie on his lips being the last thing there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like no, totally. you know, or you know, and then but but what's the point? Like he never if he never tried to make money <sighs> off of it. And and never was like I mean I don't blame people if they want to if they want to find a way to make a profit off of a horrible experience or a terrifying experience they had right. I don't hold it against them but I can see where it would delegitimize them in the eyes of a lot of people right. but this guy only suffered <clears throat> yeah. And, 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 yeah and and he suffered all the ridicule he it, feared by trying to step forward and do the right thing by saying there's some weird shit here and yeah. it's in a really sensitive area and we right. should be careful right it sort of harkens back to uh the metal the metal man of falkville where like did this guy really like hoax it because he didn't stand to gain all he did was lose yeah like he had no reason to do it like if if either of them were trying to capitalize on it they fucking suck yeah, they it, suck it, it doesn't seem like Ken Edwards has. It doesn't I don't think that yeah. Ken Edwards from this report here has any reason to really hoax this. Yeah, he seems to have a good job. He's got almost, his wife. It almost sounds. I mean, kind of more to Chris's point too, as far as seeing this person or whatever and some possible radiation. I mean, could he be 
coming to the end of some form of like uh, a radiation sickness after so many months or possible years of being exposed to it by working there? Well, I, I don't know if he worked there. He was. Uh, oh, he, he he was an engineer. He, yeah, he was a service engineer, which basically right. means he repairs industrial machines. Right now, yeah. as far as I know, he was just coming home from so he a union actually, meeting okay, so he in Greater Manchester okay, that, that, and lived there. Right now. That w- here's another interesting thing. Like, say, we're definitely going to, if, well, good Lord willing, and I actually am able to talk to some of these people, I would love to be able to do a follow up pod for our first time and, yeah, totally. and yeah. be able to span out. One of the things I would like to know is where he worked, what kind of machines he worked with. Yeah, totally. If he, if he did get exposed to radiation or other to see cancerous if maybe that, things. If they had something to do with it, yeah. Like asbestos or who knows what. That, right. You know, might right. Have, or if he was a chain smoker. I mean, they don't mention. I mean, obviously, the man doesn't mind throwing back a whiskey, and who wouldn't after yeah, no, running totally. into the Silverman like that? But. Yeah. So I personally don't think I have any reason to doubt Ken Edwards as far as what it is. <sighs> oh, that's just impossible. I to mean, discern. Yeah, we, that's we what makes this one know. of the. It's one of the reasons I love this story from the no, first moment I read story. about it. It's great it's because an awesome well, story. it's a horrible well, incident. But it's a fascinating thing because it looks, it's seven foot tall. It lumbers like a kneeless Frankenstein. It's got like pointy little nipple arms, like a, That's weird. Like a fingerless T-Rex. And, and it's got a big bowling ball head with like laser beam eyes right. that fucks up your CB and, and ruins your hands and it's possibly crazy. everything. It kills your fucking kidneys too. So it's just, what is this? Did it have nefarious intentions or is it just... Was like it the just way- passing by yeah. and just happened to... You know, well, for at least a week, because he saw it again. You yeah, saw it again true, a few yeah. days later, so, yeah. But I guess it actually was kind of camping out. It was like, hey guys, and why did it go I'm to back. the fucking camping woods? on the wasteland? Yeah, <laughs> it is what clearly, the fuck that means. I know. Yes, yeah, he's clearly not a fucking woodland creature. So what the hell? Why the woods? And then he can disappear. He has that. I mean, it's. I mean, he can shoot lasers and Fa- he can he, melt he through phases, fences. Yeah, like, so like, he can. He phases like a vision. Yeah, which brings us back to the silver fucking server. Yeah, exactly. Because this yeah. clearly <laughs> right. was inspired by Jack Kirby. That's a Jack Kirby horror story. Uh, yeah, he yeah. must have heard him. But like, you know, yeah. what? I got an idea for this. So I guess okay, we're gonna take obviously a, a hoax or you know possible radiation sickness off of the table. So we're gonna go with either alien or interdimensional. Interdimensional. I mean, Ugh. why not? But the fact that there was just a huge flap a of huge, UFOs, yeah, 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 even yeah. though yeah. it really would have been so much more convenient if Edward saw the red light descend behind the hill yeah. and yeah. this thing walked up, over. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? Life is not always that convenient for us. It's not no. that easy. And sometimes we just have to... We're human beings. We say it all the time. We love patterns. We look. Yeah, We exactly. are forcing exactly. a pattern. I mean, it, it's, it's like literally... Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know. It's 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 having two unrelated things and forcing them together. I get that, but on the other hand, UFOs are anomalous. A silver man is sure as fuck anomalous. They're happening at the same time. Right. Edwards is yeah. even hearing the thing that you eventually gotta throw it out there. It's, I mean, you, I mean, it's hard not. You really want it to connect. Yeah, there's a lot of the stuff though that kind of ties it all together. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of weird little tiny events that all kind of come together and was is one. The weird humming. Yeah. Bizarre. Totally bizarre. Heard by other people. Yeah, and Weird. seen. And the seen, people. yeah. The people. <laughs> and then the cigar-shaped UFO. The That's people. the other fucked up thing. Why is there one red glowing thing and one cigar-shaped one? Yeah, right. And the cigar-shaped one was actually seen, allegedly, over the university nuclear facility, the one, you know, Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah. So... That was seen in that area on that night by other people. Can so at we, least that's a tenuous connection. Can we take time travel off the table? 
Never. No. Okay. As far as just I'm checking, concerned. I just want to put it out I, there. I wouldn't even. This I for wouldn't. a couple of our listeners, I'm thinking you guys were talking about this time travel. Always on the table. Well, if he's some random just future, saying, if he's yeah. like some future well, I mean, nuclear inspector coming back to check out uh, shit. Unless there was an account like Hans to where the, <laughs> the thing said it specifically was not a time travel person, then then, <laughs> then it's always on the fucking table. I will no... tell you what I am, but I'm not from the future or the past. Yes. I'm from right now. I'm from right now. I'm, I'm happening I'm as I'm totally speak. here. Yeah. Alright, so we got either interdimensional or we have extraterrestrial. We do have some UFO sightings. I really want to go interdimensional, but I have no basis for why I want to do we it. We never so do, really. No. We're just guessing. It's yeah, fun. I, I mean, well, I mean, can we really rule out demonic entirely? That's another mm. thing, like time travel. You know what? The, I mean, I I rarely lean on that. Obviously, that's not my bias ever. <laughs> but, she had edgy Rob over here. No, I'm not edgy. I'm black just candles in his shroud. Satanized. If Anton LaVey ate John Candy, that's who you'd have me. You yeah, know, I'm that's gonna, a, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I might rule out demons <laughs> yeah no but can uh, well, you ever I, really rule out demons i mean demons I, yeah but you know what yeah, but demons and aliens and interdimensional shit we all know that could possibly be all the same shit a lot of people believe just it different is. labels for the same thing i don't so if that's but the case do. then technically this could be a demon a demon as chris says i mean he did some evil anything, shit though he did Technically, not it, well, sort of, well, well, unless not Ken really, <laughs> if Ken complete. had like a He's history of by, cancer, really. okay, was the beams was, a, I guess, a dick move, a asbestos. I mean, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, then maybe he was, this. you know, walking into the cancer fucking but, war. I mean, to begin that is kind of one of the angles here, though, is that all these things could be all the same thing, but people just give them different labels. So yes, it's true, you know. But I'm going to say I'm pretty sure extraterrestrial for this one. Okay. Mostly right. because of the it. UFO flap. It. The fact that he's got super laser eyes. Looks like he's either a robot or not enslaved to our gravity. Because a seven foot tall, awkwardly kneeless thing walking stooped over down a steep embankment and not falling. That Something's got to explain that. Maybe it likes like the the jaunt through the rolling hills, but it's like, oh, this fucking fence. I'm not going to climb you. Yeah, face, face, through, face you. through you. Let me let me lift my hands and do the incantation. Yeah, do the there thing. There you go. Yeah. All right, so Chris, what do you think? Uh, Rob's going extraterrestrial. What are you going to do? I, I, given given that that it points to that. I mean, that's points to extraterrestrial more than a classic Christian demon. <laughs> <laughs> So there's no oh, Beelzebub. Call the Vatican. Yeah. All right. Silverman's back. All right. Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> for once, we are all going to be on the same page. Oh, my God. I am not going to go with interdimensional, though I so goddamn badly fucking want to. Who's to say the UFOs aren't from another dimension? Why do they have to be from a different part of the yeah, galaxy? I know. And it still could but, be but a time again, traveler. You just don't know. But again, we're looking for patterns. So should we stop? Should we start breaking that, looking for patterns? No, never, because that's oh, how we function. Oh, we we would never look at life. No. For all the, th- <laughs> yeah, for no, all the asshole patterns that fucking distract people and confuse them and put them on wrong paths, more often than not, if it's done by reasonably bright and rational people, patterns are how you fucking come to positive conclusions that cure diseases, make technological advancements, solve crimes. Patterns are super essential. There's a reason we do it. Well, now, yeah, we, we are aware that you can fall into that trap and make connections that are I'm saying. real tenuous. What if, we, what if we stop the following of the patterns? All right, so if we didn't follow patterns, then you can literally just say what? 
He's a space wizard from the past. Well, he can say anything. But the future past, because from somebody else's past, he went into the future, but he's really from our future, but our past future wizard. Okay, well, let's slow down a little bit. Let's. I mean, let's it's just pump, stupid. Let's pump our brakes. <laughs> let's pump the brakes. I'm going to say extraterrestrial, because um, again, the, as far as the uh, whatever sort of experiments are happening, there's literally no information about But that. I'm not ruling out dead extraterrestrial. I love my space ghost I mean, theory. Look, I love your right. dead extraterrestrial. I do. But Chris's explanation You're saying too, space ghost. Uh, I'm saying extraterrestrial. Chris, you're saying it's a probably, demon? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I, you're trying to I know. The demon I'm trying to push I'm the one who clearly say said it's demon. not a demon. It's true. Oh, well, we can edit, the, we can edit that out and say demon. <sighs> okay. It's no, a rod. Don't say, don't say that. Oh, it's it is a, rod. a rod. It's, it's a, a rod. clear, there clear cut case of a rod. <laughs> if I've ever seen. You know what? Wouldn't it be hilarious if this thing was just an armless species of alien and it had like two pet rods that are constantly attached to its yeah. chest. Oh, They're just like, two little pets. Like, like, two like guard dogs, dogs or yeah. navigators. Nice. I like two it. rods and an That's alien. Cute. That's what it is. Two rods and an alien. Uh, That's cute. It just makes sense. Plus it's our new sitcom. It's going to be there, great. Is there like any, <laughs> is this turned on by orbs? I mean dust? Is this turned on by oh, dust by inch? Who knows? There's going to be actually two rods or two dudes named Rod. <laughs> Like, like Rod Stewart and like nice. oh, Rod, Rod Serling. Serling yeah. Rod, oh. Like Roddy McDowell. Oh, oh. I do like Roddy. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Fright Night. Okay, nah, Rowdy. we're just it's like Rod. dad people named Rod. Yeah, um, Rod. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. Rod, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that would work. I, I think we're done with this. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. yeah, and Rod Stewart is not dead. No, he's like the only one you mentioned who okay, wasn't dead. Good. I think <laughs> so he's alive and he is English. Ah. That's why I said Rod Stewart. Where was so Rod, where Stewart was Rod Stewart on the Stewart. night of the yeah. summer? May 12, 1978. Well, that son of a bitch. I think they were all probably alive then, though. So it could have been any of the Rods. Shit, Chris brings up an excellent point again. The legacy no, what had. if it all revolves around Rod Stewart and his weird wispy singing? <laughs> Maggie, I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, Chris can do it. Do it, Chris, That's quick. Not, I just did. Maybe sing, the Silver Man is just a big sing fan. Sing me some more Rod Stewart, Chris, Came down quick. to get tickets? <laughs> I, just, I know. <laughs> I'm, I can know. When I was a kid, I used to get uh, Rod Stewart confused with Simply Red. How? Wow. I have no idea. That's my, dad, odd. my father had both tapes. I played them both and got them both confused because I was a dumb child. Stuart, it you right. used to being stupid. Hey, you're in good company. <laughs> and a kid. All right. Um, you know what, Rob? I'm going to say excellent article. This might be one of my favorite ones thus far. Yeah, this has crazy. so much to it. Yeah, it's fucked. It's got a ton of shit to it. And uh, thank you. Thank you oh, very much. Shit. It was excellent. You're welcome. Good work on the research. Good job, treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd he go next? I'll Try never to... live it down. You know what, though, Christopher, you came through with the real world explanation. Didn't necessarily real, pan out, but you know what? I, I appreciate it because I went to extra. I went to interdimensional love me immediately, and that's why I need you guys here to balance me, and that's why this it, works. It's true you... because if I had my druthers, everything would be interdimensional. But it's you're all the force giant that Howard propels this duck. forward. None of this would be happening without you, buddy. Oh, exactly. Mutual Friend, affection see, league. Friendship prevails. Oh, as always. Um, so you know what? Get a hold of us. Let us know what you think about the Silverman sightings and this whole incident and what happened. Uh, Rob, we're going to do some follow-up with some... Uh, Absolutely. I I really, really hope I'm able to get a, in contact. And, and, you know, by the way, if anyone happens to hear this because they're familiar with this case for some reason, so they listen to this podcast, they're hearing this part... Please contact us. Yeah, totally. Because this yeah. is this is one I feel like we can actually have some really um, tangible connections to, and and maybe find out at least more information. I mean, I don't expect to get the answers, 
Christ and yeah, something like this. I don't like think this. we're no. ever going to have the answers but I, but on the this. More but infor- more information the is great. More information yeah. is always better. And, and if we can establish a few things and, and, and find out, um, even even if we can fill in just a few of the gaps, I would be yeah, just no, delighted. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Be sure to rate and review the show on the iTunes and the Apple Podcasts app. It is greatly appreciated, and it helps the show grow. Sure as heck does. Grow with us. Closing thoughts? Um, If you see a silver man, don't talk about it. No. Just take off. Don't say anything because you're. Yeah, turn around immediately. It never goes well. Yeah, okay. if you stop to Fair. look at it, it will look at you, and then you're fucked. First off, your sweet, sweet radio is done. Yep. Shot. Your knuckles, well, they're going to be uncomfortable for weeks, yep. and and then the death will be imminent and horrible. Yeah. So turn around, but Chris is absolutely right. After you've turned around and not had to face its horrible, horrible gaze, mm. don't say a word to anybody. Yeah, just, just don't. Because that's that's why I called the article the curse of the silver man. Because that motherfucker is accursed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Stay I away agree. from curses. Stay, stay away from, yeah. Poor, poor Ken. Ken, words, stay away from the uh, Silverman and stay gold. <laughs> Talk to me soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're really pony boy. Really? Stay gold. Silverman, stay gold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>